So while we wait for them to uh, come back, we're going to take a quick look at the situation in the Northwest province and the fight against COVID-19 there. Lots of concerns about whether uh, that particular province has been adequately capacitated to fight COVID-19. Madoda Sambata is the Northwest MEC for Health and joins me on the line. Uh, Mr. Sambata, good morning and thank you for your time today. Yes, good morning to you and the listeners. It's a pleasure to have you on, sir. Firstly, let's just talk about the COVID-19 response in your province. There seems to be a sense that officials are currently overwhelmed by the increasing numbers of, of COVID-19 infections. Yes, Katie uh, and the listeners, officials being overwhelmed is reality. And this is on the basis that the cases keep increasing, but what we have seen in the current uh, wave is that patients present themselves very late in facilities and at a time where they're at a crisis level. The reason why officials seem to be overwhelmed is two-pronged. One, because they are also South African citizens, they are also infected infected by the COVID testing positive among themselves. And in that instance, whenever some of them take either isolation or quarantine, then you have strain levels where you must then deal with replacements. In the instance that replacements don't come through very quick, those that are in the workplace remain overwhelmed. In reality, this is true. But what we have seen practically, and this is what the minister had said in the morning, I listened uh, to him. What we see is the fact that the pressure is too high on availability of beds in private hospitals compared to public. And public is helping at any given time when private hospitals don't have actual beds at any given time. So the issue that you're facing then, if if I hear you correctly, is that you are saying that your public hospitals have not been full to capacity, but you're having to take the overflow of patients from the private care centers. In reality, public facilities, have not been filled into capacity. What we see is that it might be an increased number on medical aid individuals. That's why the first pressure becomes the private hospitals, then public comes in. If you were to check on the internal beds that were reprioritized provincially in the public space, 1,038 were prioritized for COVID response. In those beds, 675 in public are still available. But we still have space. Blesscorp has 180 beds, not filled at all. Westval has 250 beds, only filled by 80. Duff Scott has 295 beds, not filled at all. My survey has 200 beds, only filled by 100. So public sector space, it's still there. This is what we're then managing provincially so that we don't have a patient 
that is sent back because there's no bed either in a private facility or in a public facility. But MEC, for now. MEC, what we know is that just on a pure numbers basis, the majority of South Africans are not on medical aid. So is it concerning to you that the private hospitals are dealing with more cases than the public hospitals? Because the natural assumption there would be that people are reluctant to actually come to public hospitals to receive care. What is concerning to us, first, it's the fact that people take time to report to either public or private, consequentially. And then at the time they report, they are at a level of seriousness, seriousness that has deteriorated over time. The second one is, if you take space available in public sector, between now and the next coming uh, five months, we will still have the space. The only challenge in public sector is that you do have space and then you have a serious challenge of staff availability, either in terms of the numbers increasing for the needs. Remember, if we have 180 beds, 250 and 295 and 200, staffing in health sector is determined by the number of beds. It means we need additional staff to appoint. And this is the challenge we are having because it's not that the stuff we need, it's not only needed by Northwest, it's needed by everybody in the country. So we're competing over staff. If I can tell you, Katie, last time we employed staff in the response for 12 months. What happened? Most of them ended up taking up permanent positions in other provinces. And as a result, during this phase, we are reviewing the appointment of them so that they, we don't appoint and later they leave. Mr. Sambata, you're talking about waiting for people to come to your hospitals when needing care. But part of the response to COVID-19 also requires that government have a strategy of reaching out to communities and actively going to find people who are COVID-19 positive and might not know it. So let's talk about the testing. How much testing are you doing as the Northwest? In terms of the testing in the province, I don't have the actual results now, but let me give you an example. Yesterday I was in Ottostad. You have, we have testing, mass screening, permanently based in Ottostad for a month. This is what we are arguing about, the strategy of finding them. Yes, we do have that. But now I don't have, the only thing that I don't have is the actual steps of today for testing. No, 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 I, 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 do, I don't want necessarily today's figures, but give us some of the figures that, that you've been working with over the past week or two weeks. How much capacity of, of testing does the Northwest have right now? How many people have you been testing? Mr. Sambata? Yes, yes, let me open my figures. Let me open my figures, Katie, on testing. The other one, yeah, the results. 
We're in conversation with the Northwest Health MEC. Madoda Sambato. Of course, you can also uh, be part of the conversation. The numbers to use this morning on the line at 011-714-2006. If you are especially out in the Northwest, I'm very keen to hear from you. Uh, you can also SMS us on 41391. You can send your WhatsApp voice notes to 0614-104-107. And on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio, the hashtag SFM Talking Point. So uh, he's been talking about some of their health officials and their health infrastructure coming under pressure as they experience increasing numbers of COVID-19 cases. And we're just asking for some of these specifics around the work that his uh, uh, department is doing in trying to combat COVID-19 and being proactive in, in doing that. Um, Mr. Mr. Sambata? Hello, hello MEC? Okay. <laughs> it's 20 after 11. Let's take a quick break. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. All right, so we're in conversation with the Northwest MEC for Health, uh, Mr. Madoda Sambata. Mr. Sambata, I believe you're back on the line. No, no, I'm back. As Great. we speak of now, yes. we have 206,000 tests that we've conducted. In that 206,000, our cumulative positivity rate is 21.2%. So, so in in, in terms of this testing, 206,000 tests cumulatively. So, what is the time frame that we're looking at here when these tests were conducted? If we check uh, the test, the test is the whole period of the response, but when we check into the growth in uh, the week, week that we are at, the growth was 10,000 of that in the week that we have. Week was week three, which is 34.30.4 per 10,000. 10, That's the test that we have. And they give you then our fifty-four thousand. So, so, so basically, in 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 a population, I believe, of, of 4 about million. four million, you yes. have tested two hundred and six thousand people since the start of this pandemic. Since last year, you have tested um, just two hundred and six thousand people. I mean, if I were to work out the averages on a month-to-month basis, MEC, those numbers would not be looking good. It, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it's sufficient. Do you think it's enough? Testing is not enough on the basis that you start by screening. Then the results that lead you to test, it's what a person confirmed. Let me give you a practical example. Someone visit Mujanala today. When that person is asked, have you ever been to a high hot spot? The person says no. And when I was there last week, I said to them, I was in a hotspot because president declared Mujanala as a hotspot. Now, many people do fix answering on the screening seat as a basis to avoid testing. It's predominantly people who present themselves with symptoms or people who 
suspect that they are suspects, that therefore needs to be tested. In, as you are saying, it's not a bigger number, but it's a number that is big, confirming the number of people that we have screened. But when we screen the majority of them in screening, unless you see symptoms, then they, they give you information that they may not be candidates for testing. MEC, I've got this message from Chris in Rustenburg. He says, morning, yes. your guest is lying to us. Clinics and hospitals turn people back daily uh, who go early to test, saying they can only test 30 people a day. This is what it was. This is what is happening in Rustenburg. And Chris says that he had this experience when he went to go and try and test. When you speak with him on the background, this must give you a proper reference of the clinic because there's no rule of clinics only testing 30 people. Each district, including clinics, has capacity to test people, but testing in the public sector has to go through screening. First, you are screened. What do you then have? You have a person who claims, I want to test. When you put the person to screening, the person says, I have no reason to suspect I was exposed, but I want to be tested. We do not do testing that is voluntary. We do testing on the basis of the screening that we do first. Even that person who says he was referred back, if I were to know the clinic that says we only test 30, there's no clinic that is only confined to testing 30. It is testing the number of people who are screened and then later on screening that... So, 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 so then how many people home. have you screened, MEC? How many people have you screened? People that we have screened with does not mean actual people to the population. It's above 4 million because screening means Wherever I go to a facility or move from one place to place, I get screened. So I may be screened 10 times alone, but the number of screening is based on screening information, which is above 4 million screening information done. Do you not think that in order to get a sense that you are, in fact, on, on, on top of, of the response to COVID-19, issues such as the, the, the screening, you need to have clear figures of what has happened where and who are the individuals that have been screened? Because without that, how are you going to be able to keep uh, track of how the disease is actually spreading in, in the Northwest and in your communities? Like I'm explaining, in each sub-district, there is a team of screeners. In each municipal ward, there's a minimum of 10 community health workers led by an, a, a professional nurse doing focused screening and education in a ward. We're doing this so that we can even go to people who are in their houses. And this is done throughout the province. And the reason it's done, it's exactly what you are saying, that we need to be sure of the number of exposed people. 
We need to be sure as to whether we don't have people hiding elsewhere. But the information that we get is based on individuals answering screening questions. On social media, I've got a question here uh, uh, from from one of our listeners. And in particular, they are asking about this issue of um, the figures that are coming out of the northwest province when it comes to the, the, the daily numbers. And they're saying, they're asking why the COVID-19 positive cases and deaths are not consistent with the reports um, of funeral parlors. Okay, it's in fact, it's not that they are not consistent with the reports of funeral palace. They are not consistent with internal reports of the Department of Health provincially and in all facilities. Let me explain. One, that we report today to the National Institute of Communicable Diseases and the Department of Health. The information they are able to verify today of individuals reported is the information that is going to be announced. And what is announced today may not be, if we have 200 deaths today only, if 100 is still pending on verification, they will announce 100 that they verified. The hundred that was to, was today and it's finished verification tomorrow. It's going to be added tomorrow. That's why you have, in some instances, one province registering many deaths on a day. It's not death of that day. It's verified death that on that day they can announce. Let you may uh, have 20 yeah. people positive today. Verification can only be done on 10. 10 is going to be increased. Tomorrow, the 10 will be added on 10th of tomorrow. We're in conversation with the Northwest MEC for Health, Madota Sambata. I want to ask about this issue of the verifications and the delays and why it takes so long. It's 11.30 though, so let's go to your latest news headlines. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.3 FM in Rustenburg. Well, coming up at noon is the update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo. They'll be looking at uh, the court appearance of the eight suspect linked to the two billion rand looting at VBS Mutual Bank. They've been appearing at the Palm Ridge Magistrates Court. She'll have an update on that. And they'll also bring you the details coming out of the State Capture Commission of Inquiry as the Acting State Security Agency Director General Luiso Jafta is expected to testify at the commission today. But of course, uh, so far this morning, we've heard arguments uh, that relate to concerns by the State Security Minister Ayanda Tlotlo about this evidence continuing. So uh, Sakina will bring you all of the updates there. That's the update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo. We continue taking a look at the Northwest province and the response there uh, to the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, how it's affecting the province. The MEC for health in that province, Madoda Sambata, joins me for the conversation. Um, MEC, you were still telling us about the verification processes. Why does there seem to be an added delay when it comes to verifying these numbers in the Northwest? 
It's not verifying numbers in the Northwest. It would not be true. Provincially, those that we, ver- we have verified and report to national, we take them as confirmed cases as a province. The only difference is that we are not an authority to announce the number. When you submit to national, all provinces, national still verifies and then confirms what they could verify. Remember, in this instance, when we say we have 100 today, we have verified internally as a province. And that even if it was to be 100 deaths today, in the province we treat actual deaths we have because they died in our facilities. If they were to be buried in three days to come as per the regulation, we will treat them as COVID on our side. The decision to announce based on the national verification rests with national. It is not Northwest delays. It is delays because national verifies all provinces and still verifies private sector reports. Let me go to the phone lines. I'll take uh, Fred in Durban. Fred, good morning. Hi, Kitty. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, Fred. <laughs> come in. Come in, Fred. Let me greet the ABC. ABC, how are you? Fine and how are you, Fred? Very fine, ABC. You know, ABC, uh, there are two, three questions that I want to ask you. But I'll just start with a, a, a scenario. Given the fact that you have a hotspot in, in the northwest as a province, you being yes. the overall MEC of the province, what concerns me it is the fact that you are still looking the statistics, which to me that is a dereliction. Because as the MEC of the province, you must always be in a position to know the statistics. Regardless of whether the statistic is fluctuating, fluctuating or not fluctuating, you must also be in a position of such. And somehow there was somebody who was saying, when they, when they were asking about the statistics, drop, 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 drop. Uh, that, that really sounds very funny to me as the listener. But being as it may, MEC, what I want to overemphasize, it is the fact that how do you have a hot spot with the statistics that you have? It's low as it is. Don't you know that if you are under statistic, uh, I mean, under giving the statistics, don't you know that the hotspot that you have will somehow, when the disease has deprived or have sustained in some of the provinces, the people from Northwest might come to serve as another career to other provinces if you're under statistics. I would want you to clarify us as, as the listeners here, because in all fairness, there's no way in which you can have a hotspot with the statistics that you have. Somehow something is not going on. Thank you very much. Mr. Sambata? Yes, let me deal with the issue of the statistics. The statistics on daily basis are in my phone because I'm the one who's sharing them publicly on daily mm-hmm. basis. So it is not someone who is saying talk, talk. I was saying to the PA, I need the report of today of provincial NICD, which has actual statistics. The caller in South African, 
were going to take up an issue with me if I release statistics today with actual testing statistics. And then when I speak with SAFM, a very credible radio platform, then talk about something contradictory to what I released today. So I had to open that in my phone. That's why I said to you, sorry, let me open the statistics. They are in my phone. The second point is, whilst we have statistics, we have programs and we have elements of communication. One of the issues we have been dealing with in the province is the management of the hot spot. Which hot spot is managed differently from other areas? But what we don't want South Africans or people of Northwest to misconstrued uh, being a hot spot is to think that corona exposure in Northwest is only in Bujanar. In Bujanara, it's complicated by elements of traveling in two grounds. One, there's internal traveling that happens between Northwest and Bujanara because it's an economic hub. Secondly, there's provincial traveling in Bujanara between other provinces who first are labor-sending provinces. Secondly, there are areas where other people work in Gauteng, yet they reside in Bujanara. When we deal with labor migrants, then we have a program of management of that with the mining industry where we are able to detect as to who has left and gone where and decide if that person went to a hot spot. When coming back, the person must be tested and everybody must be quarantined. Anyone detected to be exposed must be isolated. So it's part of the management of the hotspot, which has to do with traveling. But lately, we've been moving around in ensuring that there's compliance with lockdown level three, which compliance has exposed many industries there, especially your retail shops, especially your big departments like home affairs and post office. All right, we're still in conversation with the Northwest MEC for Health, Madoda Sambata. I'll continue to take more of your calls. Lerato, you're calling us in Johannesburg. Yes, ma'am. Yes. I've got a question to the gentleman. Mm. My question is, I'm from Northwest, though I'm here. Mm. So I want to find out with regard to facilities in the rural areas. My dad had to go to a clinic after being sick, though you don't know yet if it's positive or not. At the clinic, they ask him to go to another center, which is actually uh, 30,000, I mean, 30 kilometers plus. Mm. So he must travel there. There is no transport in our area. He got there, he got cured, and then from there he got tested. And he, he was told he will only get the results on SMS. He was there on the 21st of January. Today, mm. my dad hasn't received uh, results. So I wonder how are they getting facilities in the rural areas. And and Lerato, how is he doing physically? Well, he's, he's, he's better, he recovered. So mm. in terms of health, so but in mm. regards to COVID, we don't know. Mm. Yes. All right. Thanks Thanks for calling in and for, for raising that issue. Uh, Linzwe in Klerkstorp, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. And Mr. Sambat, are you good? Yes, I'm good. And how are you? All right, let's start here, Mr. Sombata. Can you please try to respect us as the citizens of this province? You started by shifting your 
the blame and putting it onto us by saying that we only go to the facilities well when we are extremely sick, and which is not true as per your conversation with Kate here. I don't think it's up to me to even quote that you, you are actually contradicting yourself. Number two, you are complaining about the facilities which are overwhelmed, but right here in Jobeton, we have a newly built clinic which was long completed and even to date is still standing empty. No activities are happening there. I hear you spoke of running short of uh, staff to mend such facilities, but if the COVID was a real issue in our lives, that facility should have been prioritized. And one other question that I would like to ask you with regard to the uh, reporting and the messages that we hear over the radios. We are always hearing that the funeral parlors are overwhelmed. I would like to know that how many funeral parlors service providers are contracted to the department to deal with the COVID debt. Because it looks like only few, if not one, in Matosan has been appointed. And clearly, there is no any other I mean, science there. As a single uh, service provider provided to deal with the COVID debt, he is going to be overwhelmed. Whereas there are other so many funeral uh, uh, parlors who does have capacity to handle such mm-hmm. services and provide services to our people. And also in my ward, in Ward 15 here in Maryland's Park, uh, I have never seen any people deployed to do that particular testing that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Where are they deployed? Because you've just said in the whole province there are people deployed to do to go to the people and try to check if they are positive or what. So okay. can you please take us through those uh, few points? All right. All right, Lindsay. Thank you so much for that call. Uh, MEC, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to that call. In fact, let me do this. Let me take Sidwell, who's also calling us from the Northwest. Um, Sidwell, good morning. Good morning, sister. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And good morning to the minute, to the MEC. Uh... I went myself because I'm in Northwest as I speak now. Mm-hmm. I came here with work. I'm working in Northwest, but I'm from Houghton. I'm in Northwest. Kathy, we went out with the work to one of the clinics in Northwest to check before we can go to do the work. They didn't have the machine to test. They didn't have the facility to test us. They refer us to Kimberley. When I said I cannot work in Northwest, but at the end of the day, I must go and test in Northern Cape. I'm from Johannesburg. I'm here. I've got my medical certificate, but I must check here also to make sure people around here don't get infected. If maybe I'm, you understand what I'm saying. We had to uh, pop out money in our pockets, more than 800 rand per person, to make sure our medical certificates to the private doctor are fine, are okay, because... We need to test that as a regulations. The government in Northwest, they do not take those things seriously. I'm telling you, mm. even the SAPS, this last weekend, I saw people more than 200 in a funeral in the town sector, a municipality on that area. Mm. There is no such, those people... People here, when you drive, they are hiking you every time with no mask and their faces, nothing. It's a mess, this place, I'm telling you.
And and where did you go test where you were referred to Kimberley? We 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 went to this place. What they call this place in 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 Mikharing, sort of a Buxton. Yeah, they call it a Buxton. Mm. We were there in a clinic. That clinic you can go now to see that clinic. That clinic it's it's new, but it's falling apart. All right. It's falling apart. No mm. facilities inside. Sometimes you come that they don't have an electricity there. They don't have water. Nothing. Mm. I've been there. Mm. So I witnessed that I can even send these videos to the to the social media. Mm, mm. But I don't want to because I don't know if it was not there for that. Please let our leaders tell the truth. Let them not when they come to the radio they want to be good at the people's expenses life. Please. Let the police do their job. People in that place I can send you the video now you can check. The cars were full of the road. Police are passing by. Then nothing is happening. Mm. I'm telling you, Sidwell, people here, they, Sidwell, they don't I think, follow. I they think it will be follow. very good for you to actually share some of those videos with us. You can send them on our WhatsApp line, 0614-104-107. I will do that, will do that Katie. Yeah, they if you don't, can just share them with us, okay? Even the SAPS, they don't. They are friends to these people. They don't tell them, hey, wear your mask. You can go to ShopRite in Taung. You can check. People are coming in there without a mask at the shop, right? Mm. I'm talking about things that I saw. Mm. It makes me angry because when you talk, then they told you leadership, you're out of order. But I'm paying tax in this country. All right, Sidwell. Thank, Thank you, you so ma'am. much. Sidwell, uh, calling us from the Northwest. Let me see there were a number of issues there. If you can just uh, tackle them uh, and, <coughs> and, and try and also keep it as, as concise as possible, please. Okay. Let me deal with the last one. If you were to test in Buxton and then you are referred, the nearest area you will be referred to is Dao Hospital, which is in the same community. It's interesting how would a person want to test in Buxton and later gets referred to Northern Cape. There are issues of boundary, but Buxton is not part of them. It's not those that are bordering between Northwest and Northern Cape. There are facilities close to Northern Cape or close to northwest in between the two provinces. But Buxton, you have to be referred to Taung Hospital. I can't understand why the person was referred to uh, Northern Cape. I'll verify that. The second one is issue of funeral compliance. Funeral compliance is a national problem. In the province, I was dealing with funeral uh, palace yesterday on the basis that one, when they pick up bodies at home, it's people who have not been tested. So in each instance, a call is direct to them and the person is already deceased at home. They must respond like it's a COVID case. Secondly, the issue of attendance has always been a problem nationally. It's what we are ensuring that subs and uh, traffic do ensure that law enforcement is done on attendance on funerals. Let's go to the Ketlekstop one first. Sick people, people who is sick and come to the facility late cannot be represented by a person who is not sick. So it's not exaggeration. People that we've seen in the past weeks have presented themselves late in facilities. So it's not exaggeration. Secondly, a job at the community health center, this is going to help me. That facility has been under construction from the past two administrations. It is not, it is finished to stand, 
but it has a lot of defects to be operational. We have a special committee that is dealing with the contractor in ensuring that government is not handed a facility that would then be the responsibility of government later to fix. But it works with the current contractor to do what is expected for them when they've caused defects in a facility. That committee is led provincially to ensure that the facility, it's not only this one, it's Dobbetting CHC and it's King Community Health Center, the same problem. There are teams that are dealing with that to fix defects. If you are told by someone that I stay in Miering Park, like the caller uh, said, you've not been there, that's not true. I will not go to a facility, uh, to an area, and report to each individual. In September, the campaign of awareness for COVID-19 for Dr. Kenneth Gounder was led by me in Mearing's Park. I was there, I'm not lying. Now, issue of funeral. We don't give preference to any company to bury uh, COVID-19 cases. The only requirement is certificate of compliance that its company must have. The same person, the caller from Dr. Kenneth Gounder, says in KT, there's a preferred process. That one is different from COVID burials. It's an internal hospital contract to have a company that must bury on behalf of the hospital those that would be buried by the hospital. And that contract has been advertised. The last time it was uh, disrupted, it was disrupted by the funeral service organization who took over briefing in that hospital. So for as long as anarchy on briefing, there will not be a resolution to a pending closure of a contract there, but they are not responsible for all COVID-19. It's open to anyone the family talk to, as long as the certificate of compliance, because we are blocking those that are not registered or are not complying to be able to then take up burial. MEC, I'm, I'm getting a lot of reaction to <clears throat> your interview, and I must say that generally... A lot of our listeners in the Northwest are saying that they're being turned away when they go for testing. And that seems to be the general sentiment. And most of them, they don't tell you the truth. They are you, would have, are they, you accusing the listeners of lying, MEC? No, no, let me explain to you why they're not telling you the truth. Some of them, they're going for testing for certificate of presentation for cross-boundary purposes. It's not ordinary South Africans who are based in Northwest who are chased away. On the basis of that, they've prescribed no, M- M- on M- MEC, how. MEC, that's not true. Let me okay. give you a message. Deborah Damalo, yeah. and this is another message, right? Because remember, we took the callers who were speaking about their experiences with wanting to test. Deborah Damalo, um, Damalo Machilo from Colini. Morning, Kathy. Colini. It's been three weeks since my brother tested in Kaba Lorang Clinic in Colini. To date, he has not received the result. He's back to normal. 
I went to the clinic at a particular day and I was told they only test on certain days. So I will have to come back a few days later. I started feeling well and didn't bother going back. I don't think my daughter is working hard enough. Here is an experience of one of the residents in your province with engaging with your, um, you know, with engaging with some of the institutions that fall under your department. And Demoy saying, look, this was my experience. And you're saying, well, he's lying or she's lying. Okay, let me, there was someone else of results. There's an issue of availability of results. And that has been then intervened on the basis of availability of rapid test results. Predominantly, if you were to do a normal test result, it takes time. So the caller that was saying someone did have this, and this one who says in Tabulukhan, this happened. There's a time where results take time to come back. What 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 is the time the that they take? Block. What's what's the time frame? What's the time frame? Initially, the expectation was that they should not take more than seven days. Because if you do that, the person would have even been out of quarantine and isolation, having not had the received results. The problem has been backlog in that instance. The second one. So, so how long? How long is it currently taking? There's there's, a, there's the rapid test results which you test and get them uh, as you are still in the facility. Which is not the experience that the listeners who've gotten in touch with us are talking about. So how long are these people going to wait for their results? I mean, three weeks is a long time. Um, and, and this particular individual's brother hasn't received their results yet. I am saying it's true on waiting. It's not the only one. There's been a problem on coming out of results very quick as we would have preferred that backlog. The second one is the intervention now is uh. on the rapid test results. And if a person has not received results, then that person is free to then inform the MEC's office or the facility. So, so MEC, sorry, mm. I need to interject so that I can understand this properly. You are saying that it is accurate that there would be a delay of over three weeks in availing the results of COVID-19 tests. You've, you've said that, yes, that is part of the backlog you're experiencing. But your intervention is the rapid test. Is now, is the Northwest could, conducting the tests through the rapid testing only? Is that the only method that you're using? The reason there was a delay is because previously we were using one method. The rapid test result introduced, it's not alone. We still do the normal test. And because we have another way of testing, especially for people who have symptoms and people who are conducted, we prefer to test them quicker so that they do not move around not knowing the rapid result test. But if it's a normal mm-hmm. test, you will still take time to wait, but it's reduced because the... How much time, MEC, how much time does it take? It, it can't take more than five days. It can't. 
How do you explain the situation of the people that have tested in the last two weeks? Uh, our caller Lerato said her dad tested on the 21st. To date, 21st of this month. Of January, yes. He yes. still doesn't have a result. So when you're saying that it takes less than five days, is that completely true? Then it's true for me, but it's not true for knowing quicker. I'm saying currently it can't be above five days. If it is above five days, then the facility where the tests were done has to explain. If the facility where the tests have done cannot explain, then it's a management lag. It's not an issue of tests. They can't take tests. Yeah, but, but are MEC, are you, seeing, are you seeing that throughout this incha- entire chain, there are problems everywhere? There are problems with people who need to test. People are being turned away, being told, well, you're not going to test. Others are being referred. When you do get the test, you're not getting your result. And, you know, and, and yet I, I don't know that there are practical ways that that your department is dealing with these problems? When you do tests, you get results. Some get delayed, like callers have explained. In that instance, there's an intervention to check why would a facility be unable to get its results back? Where is the blockage? That gets resolved. The quicker one is, if you are meeting people that are suspects, you are meeting people that you think that they deserve to know now, it's a rapid result. So, 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 so then, MEC, with this backlog of the tests that you are saying that you're experiencing with the results, how does that ultimately speak into the figures that you are giving to the national department about how many people um, have come back with positive tests. So how accurate should we see this figure as being? Because um, you don't actually have a realistic look of what's happening on the ground because you don't have the results of of the tests that that you're taking. The person who does a test by procedure is expected to do quarantine by procedure until results are back. The person who does quarantine for minimum for maximum 10 days by policy is taken as a person who has recovered because they risk. But 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 somebody who who has tested yeah. is not regarded as being positive from the get go. So I'm saying that the numbers that you give around the positive tests, can we see that number is accurate? Because you're currently sitting with a backlog of people whose tests could quite frankly never come back, and they might not know whether they were ever positive COVID nineteen positive or not. But of course, the the impact of that is that they could well have unknowingly. Um, spread the virus. I'm, I'm explaining that if you have taken a test, you are recorded on the tests conducted. Each person who goes there is recorded for tests and each person is expected to quarantine. Now, on the number we're giving out, there's two realities. 
a person that has not gone for any test who is positive and asymptomatic is not going to appear in the numbers. But a person who has tested is different to that one because there's management for anyone who has tested. Someone who is positive today, assume that it's me and I'm asymptomatic, I've not tested I am not going to be included in those numbers. That's how fluctuation, fluctuation would be uh, on the numbers. MEC, but anyone who comes to a facility yeah. and test is properly managed. Mr. Sambata, we're going to have yes. to leave it there. Uh, I've come to the end of my time on the program today. It's 12 o'clock. Uh, uh, I'll need to hand over to Sakina Kamwendo on the update at noon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sakina, good afternoon.